0: Welcome to Sacred Stories, a podcast by the Office for Christian Leadership, Vocation, and Retreats in Campus Ministry at the University of Dayton. Sacred Stories is hosted by Reverend Dustin Pickett,
1: Elizabeth Montgomery,
2: Megan Crowley, Rachel Bell,
1: and myself,
0: Mike Bennett. Join us every other week as a member of the UD community shares how their story intersects with a reading from a sacred text and encourages us to explore that same intersection in our own life.
1: Hello, I'm Sammy Niewoner, a junior middle childhood education major. Some things I'm involved with on campus are Epsilon Delta Upsilon, the professional fraternity for the School of Education. I also work at the retreats office in campus ministry, and I am a Chaminade scholar. I'm from the suburbs of Chicago where my family and my two dogs are, whom I miss very much. Luckily, my sisters send me lots of obnoxious pictures of them. When I'm not doing homework or preparing for a retreat, you can find me laughing with my roommates, which is something that we do a lot. Um, I also like drawing and painting or reading. I was really excited to record this podcast because the book that I'm currently reading is kind of perfect for it. It's called My Inner Sky, and it's written by Mary Andrew. Mary Andrew is an incredible artist, and the book is a collection of poems, art, and short essays about various seasons in life that she compares to the phases of the sky, so twilight, golden hour, night, and dawn. I love this author because she's very attentive to small, beautiful moments. She talks about ordinary, everyday things in a very romantic and magnificent way. So I'm going to read a small excerpt from her essay titled The Soft City, which is in the Twilight section of the book. In this essay, Mary is talking about her experience living in New York. One of the most holy places in this city is the subway. In other cities where I've lived, most middle to upper class people own cars. Public transportation is reserved for the lower classes and environmentalists. But in New York, everyone from private school kindergartners to octogenarian fortune tellers is jammed in there together and forced to interact on some level. So you're obligated to see a bit of someone's humanity, not so different from your own. There's a silent agreement that none of us are here to make new friends, but we do smile, we help. We see people with canes and give up our seats. For a few minutes to an hour, we are a very small community, sharing space in a moving room, twisting underneath the city. Riding the subway in my new home city allowed me to trust the world again, once and for all. It was my daily spiritual practice, bringing me deeper into humanity after a long period of separation. Every morning and evening, I'd participate in the ritual. I'd give up my seat for the woman who was having trouble balancing as a train barreled below Brooklyn, knowing exactly how she felt. I'd marvel at the art student drawing in her sketchbook and make faces at the child dressed like a tree. I pulled out novels and journals, hit play on podcasts, savoring this time to sit with others in silence as we hope and worry together an activity that felt a lot like being in a 13th century cathedral for someone whose definition of god is the whole of humanity all the tiny flames that live within us creating an enormous bowl of fire the subway was my slivered glimpse of god I like the unique perspective that Mary Andrews has when she talks about riding the subway in New York. New York isn't necessarily known for having nice, selfless people, and she doesn't exactly refute the busy, self-minded reputation of New Yorkers, but she points out that even in the midst of everyone's chaotic morning commute, most people are still pretty decent and kind to others, offering a seat to those who need it most. She marvels at the beauty of these ordinary acts of kindness that acknowledge a basic human connection. She marvels at the variety of people that are all living different lives but traveling in the same space. She finds beauty in something as ordinary and mundane as the New York subway. Cultivating an awareness of beauty in our ordinary everyday lives is something we have been talking about a lot this semester in the vocation and the arts class that I'm taking with my Chaminade Scholar cohort. One of our assignments was to take pictures of instances when we noticed something beautiful. When Sister Angela Ann, our professor, introduced the project to us, I started to brainstorm all of these amazing pictures I was going to take with my nice camera. But as I thought about it more, I realized that constructing a perfect image would have kind of defeated the purpose of the assignment. The goal was not necessarily to find grand, magnificent things, although we did enjoy reflecting on some of those in our class discussion, but to be more aware of the ordinary beauty that's all around us. I challenged myself to take pictures with my phone and to not plan them ahead of time or wait for something magnificent to cross my path, but to take a deeper look at my daily surroundings and notice the beauty that's right under my nose that I forget to see sometimes because I'm so desensitized to it. I took a picture of the tiny succulent that I have sitting on my windowsill and it was kind of ironic because I forget to water it even though it does not require very much water. But I just forget that it's there and it kind of just fades into the background. I also took pictures of things that I noticed from looking out my window. I took a time-lapse of the snow falling when we had a crazy snowstorm a few months ago. And it was cool to watch how my street transformed in a matter of minutes. I also took pictures of sunsets when everything on my street was bathed in golden light. Um There isn't anything, like, particularly special about these things. They're ordinary things that happen throughout the day or throughout the year. I mean, the sun sets literally every single day, and I stare out the same window every morning when I wake up, but sometimes I assume that there's nothing new to see. There are the same few cars that rotate spots on our street, and the buildings at my house face obviously don't move, but there are some small things that really can transform the landscape outside my window into something new and beautiful. For one, the sky is never exactly the same, but in order to experience this beauty, I have to notice it. This photo project helped me to develop a practice of not just looking out my window, but noticing the ever-changing and ever-new beauty that's just existing right outside my window, whether or not I choose to see it. One morning, a couple weeks ago, after it had rained for a few days, I noticed that the grass was starting to turn green. It was still mostly like a yellowish-brownish color, but I could see a few specks of green in the small space between the street and the sidewalk. I have seen leaves sprouting on trees before and like flowers blooming, but I don't think I ever really noticed the grass as it changes color in the spring. I usually just wake up one day and it's like all of a sudden green again, but it was a beautiful moment to notice it because I was able to get excited about spring and start to anticipate it. Um, I tried to take a picture of it but the green like it wasn't green enough to really show up in the picture well so it was kind of frustrating that I wasn't able to capture that moment but it was special in a different way because it was almost like that little moment was just meant to be enjoyed and not captured forever. So that's my sacred story, nothing too special or profound, but I do encourage you to try and be more attentive to the ordinary moments of beauty that go unnoticed as you go through your typical daily routine. Um, I will leave you with a little passage from one of my readings for my Chaminade Scholars class. This book is by Mary Beth Ingham, and it's about how beauty is a central concept and experience for the Franciscan order. What do we love when we love beauty? The experience of beauty is a central aspect of every human life. We have all known a moment when we are stopped by a beautiful sunset by a piece of music, by a poignant scene of human goodness. Sometimes these moments can change our life. Too often, we walk away from them, too quickly taken up with the next thing we have to do. What if we understood the experience of beauty, not as exceptional or rare, but as a regular part of every moment of our life? What if we made a conscious effort to see the world through the lens of beauty? What sort of transformation might take place in our lives? What difference would it make in how we see God, the world, ourselves, our actions? When was the last time we thought about the beauty of our actions? What difference might it make in the rest of our lives? Thank you for listening. Have a beautiful day.
2: And let us pause for a moment as we gather in prayer. Lord Jesus We gather in spirit at the foot of the cross with your mother and the disciple whom you loved. We ask your pardon for our sins, which are the cause of your death. We thank you for remembering us in that hour of salvation and for giving us Mary as our mother. Holy Virgin, take us under your protection and open us to the action of the Holy Spirit. St. John, obtain for us the grace of taking Mary into our lives as you did and of assisting her in her mission. May the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit be glorified in all places through the Immaculate Virgin Mary. Amen. And that is the Marianist 3 o'clock prayer.
0: Thanks for listening to Sacred Stories, produced by Campus Ministry at the University of Dayton. Our theme music is by Scott Paplow, Campus Minister for Liturgical Music. We give a special shout-out to Riley Harrington and Sammy nee undergraduate assistants in the Office for Christian Leadership Vocation and Retreats, who support the work of this podcast. We invite you to rate and review us wherever you may be listening to this podcast so that it's easier for others to find. Additionally, please consider subscribing to our podcast so that you might receive notifications of when new episodes are released. Our podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, as well as our Campus Ministry website. We hope this and future episodes help inspire you to explore the sacred experiences and intersections with your own life journey. If there are ways we can support and accompany you in your journey of faith, please reach out to us. You can learn more about Campus Ministry on our website, udayton.edu ministry, our Instagram, which is at UD Ministry, and our Facebook. Check out our videos on our Campus Ministry YouTube channel and our upcoming events for undergraduate students on 1850. Peace and God bless.